I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. And this is Kate. And we have a special bonus episode (laughs) with our special guest, Lisha. Lisha. Did you hear Penelope when she was, I was holding, taking her up the stairs? She goes, none night, Leisha. She did. None it's night. actually Alicia Morelli is here. Alicia Morelli, el presidente de the Freedom Family. <laughs> La, I don't know if that can be feminized, but anyway, Madam President Does is here with us in today. Spanish speaking countries, people can't be, it can't be feminized. No, it's, so, so there are masculine words and there are feminine words, but it doesn't necessarily mean that like, I don't know. Actually, that's a, so. Would it be la? Is this la something where you actually know the answer? No, I don't. I was going to say some total bullshit. I, would, and I, then, I was going to say no. It'll be la presidita or something. Like, <laughs> what well, would it be? La presidenta. Your your pres- family. Presidenta. Your family quote came this out. This episode there. is called "Seldom Right but Never in Doubt." <laughs> so, can I ask you a question? When you go into that mode, like when you're like, why don't you just say like, I don't know? <laughs> Um, cause in the moment I will say, I will actually tell you what happens in my brain. And that's I, why I asked the because question. Because I'm an external processor. I actually don't know if I know the answer until I'm in the middle of saying it when I realize I'm making shit up, but I actually have enough information. If I had no idea about the question whatsoever, I would say, I don't know. But because I have enough supporting information to potentially put together an answer, I start and then I realize I don't know what I'm talking about. So that's what happens. But, then but I, I don't start out knowing that I don't know. I start out thinking I might know. But the problem is that I then fuel it because I just keep asking her questions. And then whatever and then she I'll says, say, I believe. I have no further information for you because otherwise Lisa will just keep asking. Just wow. keep inquiring. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't just do it with you. It happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. This isn't just Alicia... No, like, but I ask a lot of questions because it would right. Not I know, be but, but Kate does this all the time. Oh yeah, about everything. No, it's my way. <laughs> yeah, this isn't Honey, just a. If you love me, you have to love all the parts. Oh, I do. I just wanted to know <laughs> what goes movie. through your. No one. I, I don't have dirty no. dancing. Dirty dancing. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that might be chiming and being like, "What are you guys doing here?" Well, we actually are sitting in our new house right now. This would be day two. Yeah, we slept um, here for the first time last night. Last night. We kind of camped out because we have very little furniture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in the middle of moving, we thought it was a good idea to have a film crew. We actually didn't think it was a good idea. No, we didn't. Though we're, we're uh, psyched to have you guys here. <laughs> and then you might hear the camera guys in the background chiming in. But we had a film crew fly in. They're filming us, but for someone else based off a testimonial of something that we have done. And we decided to do it on day two of moving in, right in smack dab in no, the middle. No, we didn't. I know that, but that's I how really it worked out. I tried with Bree to do I it know. on a different day, and this was the day. And you know what? I love Stu, and I would almost do anything for him. So I felt right. like... So that's what we're doing, and yeah. we're sitting here acting like we're recording a podcast, which... Which we just then, Mike, decided we are. We are kind of recording a podcast. Do you have any thoughts, Licia? I think it's a good idea. Which part? It is a good idea. All of it. <laughs> It's always a good idea. And that is why you run our company. 
think no, it's, it's a definitely good a good idea. All There's it. just a lot Everything, happening. All the things you just said. I feel like the do less way sometimes gets a little do more <laughs> way. <laughs> and then we dial it back. Yes. It's true. But actually, if we look around, we have like a lot of do less happening because it's mm-hmm. very minimalist in mm-hmm. here. There is. We're just yeah. doing more. It's true. We're just doing more today, more this weekend than we would usually do. This yeah. is the do more week slash weekend. It's but true. you have to go to the opposite extreme in order to dial it back. Sometimes you have to cross the line to know where the line was. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like it. Do you have anything you want to say about your day, honey? Yeah, the day's been fun, actually. I really oh, yeah? enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, good. Because I thought yeah. you were cranky. I was. And then what did you do to turn that frown upside down? <laughs> well, it kind of started out cranky, <laughs> truthfully. So, because I wanted to like... Yeah, anyway, we I told you you could have woken me up. And by the way, tomorrow, please wake me up. Oh, you're getting up. No, yeah, I'm getting no, up. Whatever no time Penelope in. wakes up, I'm up with you. There's no sleeping in the I understand. For you, it's lady. move in day. I'm in. I'm all in. No, today was just good because I had a lot of pee time, just the two of us. So we were moving. Alicia took her down to Handy's in the car seat, and then I transferred her into the U Haul, and then we went and dropped the U Haul off. She never left the car seat for like an hour and a half. There was a car seat in the U-Haul, FYI, just in case. Yeah, there was a car seat in the U-Haul. <laughs> Safety first. Plus, Penelope wore her helmet for a large portion of the day. She did. So Actually, she was, she's been very well Yep, in the car seat. Like, she was in the car seat with the helmet on. Yeah. Because she wanted to put oh, her helmet really? on. Oh, really? Yeah. So I put her helmet on with her in the car seat. And then when we and got to the new house. Did you take a photo of that? That's amazing. No, I don't To think have I a did. kid in a car seat protected with the helmet. Yeah. She wanted I to wear it. that. We should get her some little elbow pads and knee pads. We could do that. Just a full outfit. But then we went to the grocery store because she was hungry and we don't really have much food here right now. So grocery shopping has trailed off in the move. Yeah. Big Mm. time. Sometimes you can't do everything. And one of those things that's gone away for us in the last week has been grocery shopping and laundry. Yep. It's okay. It was a little bit like the locusts had descended upon the city of Yarmouth because of the clam festival. However, because when I went to the store, there was like. A carton of milk. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> the locust. Well, there's a lot of people here this weekend. Festival. Yeah, Never. so if you don't know, this weekend, which I can't imagine most of our listeners do know, although we do have some folks from Yarmouth listening, the Clam Festival is an annual festival. It's Today was, this weekend was its 52nd year, and it is a festival of clams where I think hundreds of thousands of people... Tens of thousands Might of be people. A, yeah. Okay, excuse mm-hmm. me. Tens of thousands. I think about of people. seventy thousand. Okay, that's a lot for a small town because yeah. usually our population it's is like nine thousand. Fifty to seventy thousand. Seventy thousand people come to Yarmouth and they look at crafts and they ride carnival things and they do things like enter their children in the diaper derby to race on the library lawn, crawling or toddling and watch the fireman's muster where the firemen try to knock each other over with the fire hoses, and then there's fireworks and then there's an amazing parade and it's good. Clean fun. Can we go back to the fireman's muster? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think people should know. Which about I don't know us. what this is. <laughs> well, we couldn't. We tried to drive today with the filming. We were looking for a wooded path that opened out to the ocean for a profound moment of insight. <laughs> and we couldn't get through Main Street because it was blocked off by the fire trucks. And what they do is they muster in the middle of Main Street. What does Street, muster mean? Like get together. To muster oh. is like. You know, you would like huddle up. It's like, we are not from New England, Mike. We don't know these <laughs> things. <laughs> so the firemen muster on Main Street 
And then there are two teams and then they try to knock one another over with their fire hoses and one of the teams wins. There's a clam Wait, shucking okay. contest. Wait, hold on. You went from mustering, which means hanging out, and then Well, they just two call teams? it the muster. Where do the teams come from? What are they doing? Spraying each other with a hose? Yeah, that's it. So is it two different fire departments or the same fire department? I don't know. I have no further information. <laughs> I've, I've told you guys all I know about the firemen's muster. So I want to know if they're the firemen bones. are hanging out, so they shut down all the roads, and then they start spraying I mean, each other with a hose. I don't think it's like brutal. There is some unanswered questions here. Why don't you guys Google it? I think we're going to have to. As yeah. my yep. friend says, next year we're I don't going. Know, but I bet Google does. <laughs> next year we're going to the firemen's muster yeah. to find out what. And is there's the clam shucking contest. And there's a lot of bands and local craftspeople. And Kate and I sold, we worked for Yarmouth Daycare. So where mm-hmm. Penelope goes to daycare, we had a booth and we sold fried pickles and corn dogs, ice cream. Lemonade. Lemonade. Iced tea. Sweetened and unsweetened. Italian ice. Homemade whoopie pies. And it was... And pretzels. All the money that we raised minus expenses goes to the daycare. Yeah. I want to know who is buying the corn dogs so at 10 a.m. A lot. People. At 10 a.m.? So many yeah. people we were buying it. corn dogs. It's like a I brunch. started working at 9. I don't know. <laughs> people were eating corn dogs. Oh, my God. That's so going to be in as a brunch item. Mike and I both ran the cash register. Yep. Making the money. That's my favorite which spot. Which was really fun. And I was sharing with Licia that it was such a study in human psychology because the number of people who are weird about the exchange of money was profound. I don't know if you noticed yep. this, but like the balled up dollar bills, yep. the not looking me in the eye, the not being able to speak up loud enough, the like uncomfortable energy. But then a it lot of people are pretty straight with, they'll look at you in the face when they... No, plenty of people yeah. are. But yeah. I was just like... Yeah, wow. it was interesting. I started noticing that. Especially kids. Did you get any upsells going on? I did. I upsold a couple people from just a corn dog to a corn dog pickle basket. Nice. And I upsold people to beverages because nice. I would ask them, "Would you like a refreshing cold lemonade with yeah, that?" That's good. I did. You do any yelling? Like only a couple times, but I felt really dumb because yeah. <laughs> I would stand there at my booth and say, "Ice cold lemonade or local made ice cream," but I felt really silly. Nobody likes that. Always be selling. You got to be like be breakfast corn dogs. That's what I was yelling. Breakfast corn dogs. Yep. And then I would be yelling, you're like, get your breakfast corn dogs here. That's the only place in the state of Maine. Tom Brady visited our booth last week. You missed it, but it was last week. So you were here. just making stuff up. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there yeah. was no booth last week. Correct. Obviously, because the corn, because the clan festival is only three days. We don't actually know if Tom Brady came. We don't know. I think it's unlikely that Tom Brady was on the Yarmouth Town Hall lawn Kate, last week. The booth was in a truck, like in storage last week. It was totally made up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Mike could sell anything. Actually, that's true. He almost no, he does the... reverse selling. <laughs> when those people call to sell him something, he does. He starts to take command of the conversation. And I'll be like, "Who were you talking to?" And he was like, "Oh, you're just the AT and T guy." <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness! Well, I, just I was not the to uh, sold the most M and M's and Cub Scouts. How many M and M's did you sell? A lot. It was a number of boxes. Did you I don't win remember. something? Yeah, we won first place or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, what but did. what did you get a prize? Something, I guess. I don't remember what it was. And those M and M's were get, cheap. They were a dollar, I think, a dollar fifty back. But we stood. My dad. I don't know who came <laughs> up with the idea, but like we stood outside of the post church. Mm. crowd outside of the local restaurants and that's where you get them the hungry that's, folks yep 
hungry and bored after church. Mm-hmm. That's Excuse correct. me for saying that, no. Michelle. <laughs> I don't know, Mom. Maybe you can give me some insight on that. But I do Sorry. remember we sold the most M and M's. I think this is a good time to bring up marketing and placement. Yeah, okay, it's true. I feel like yeah. you can. This is a direct tip. It's a from great Mike, lesson about direct that. tip from Mike Watts: marketing and placement. Mm-hmm. Go. What? Talk what about it. Talk about the importance of it. Oh. I think people like whether you're brick and mortar, yeah. whether you're an online business, like where you put yourself. It's true. Whether it's a it's, lemonade stand yeah. or M and M's at the Cub Sales. Right. Well, it was funny because. I got a character done with Penelope this afternoon and this woman is literally right on the corner of, she's been there 22 years, same spot for the majority of the time. She's one of the longest booths in the place and she's right by where you walk by to go to the fairs. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I paid her $50 for 10 minutes. Wow. Like I didn't even know how much the thing was, but it was for two people colored was 50 bucks. I didn't even know the price until she was halfway through drawing it when I actually looked at it. Because I knew I was with Penelope. I was like, this has to go quickly. I was like, can you do both of us right now? We'll sit down and just, she's like, black and white or color, colored. And then I was like, oh, crap, this is going to be $50. I was like, holy smokes. She like, is making bank. Making bank. Good for her. Yeah. And, and it is like all about, right? Because McDonald's, Ray. Croc. Thank you. Would say that he was not in the hamburger business. He was in the real estate business Mm -hmm. because it's all about being able to see the golden arches and just like popping in because it's convenient and it's right there. And I think that's a very interesting point about your M&Ms. Yeah. And the marketing and placement. Make it easy for people to say yes. Correct. One same thing. Mike did a really brilliant thing when we were selling USANA at a Hay House event. He, instead of what the rest of us were doing, which was standing at our booth waiting for people to come to us. He took protein bars and went up and down the book we signing lines. He, he took protein bars and clean energy drinks over there and sold it to the hungry and thirsty people waiting for Louise Hay or Wayne Dyer or whoever to sign their books. Genius. So we sold out, obviously. Well, even this weekend, one thing I noticed <laughs> as working at the cash register, like the majority of corn dogs... <laughs> We'll just go back to this, but have you ever, do you think, started a sentence <laughs> with the majority? Of but corn I just dogs. noticed, you know, you're at a fair, and what are people eating? A lot of them are eating these fried. Like, of course, there's other things there as well. Like, I had a grilled scallop roll as from did I. The it was delicious. Thing the place next door, and they also had a shore dinner with actual lobster and steamed clams. Mm-hmm. Right, a booth over, but our booth clearly was not. But I noticed like anytime kids would walk by, they would see and I would just yell ice cream, corn dogs would be I'd start noticing because then they would, you know, it's like that's what parents were buying for their children. I started seeing a lot, which is so different. Like we don't feed Penelope any of that stuff. And a lot had to do with her skin allergies, but also we don't eat I wouldn't have fed her. But like we don't eat that stuff. So like it's kind of crazy. Like I was walking. I mean, I eat ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> but I was walking through the grocery store with her today, and I just noticed this other family with all their cart was like Lego egos and stuff like that. And I was like, hmm, interesting. You know, it was just interesting observation. But going back to at the fair and just from a marketing and placement standpoint, I was like, okay, well, I'm here to make money. Like, that's what my mentality was as behind the booth and sell this stuff. So whether someone buys it or not is not, you know, it's just like I'm positioning it out into the world that it's there. And I would just, people walk by and like kids would look and I'd be like, pretzel, corn dog. And it's like, depending on who walked by or really? what they were saying. Yeah, for sure. And they would come over? Yep. 
and they would buy. And like a woman would come up and I'd be like, iced tea, lemonade. And she'd be like, oh, you have iced tea. And because you think right the, the ladies want the iced tea? No. It, it's you know just how to the, get the ladies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife loves iced tea, so you yep, do know. That's why I decided. it, yeah. All right, um, guys. Well, well, that we should keep going. Okay, what else do you want to talk about? Because the video portion of this program is over. Correct. Now we're just recording. But that would be weird if we just like, okay, done there. We should. Okay, great. What do you have to say about marketing? Yeah, and what do you have to say about marketing Lucia? and positioning? Well, I think people, yeah, this is like, this is good. So, like, I'll use Elsa as an example. Oh, yeah. Elsa's my daughter, and she likes to sell lemonade as well as other accoutrements <laughs> on the side of our street. Right Which, in front of your house? Well, yeah, she has been steady right now. I can picture it because we've been to your house. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's been steady right in front of our house where she is the most successful. Wow. She also helps with people stopping speeding down our street. Because it's a cross street, and so yeah. people kind of go fast, but then they see her out there, and they stop and buy some lemonade. That's great. She decided to switch it up the other day, though, and she picked the busier street on the corner, thinking, well, and I even thought, well, maybe she'll get some more customers. But the dynamic then was they were going yeah. too fast on the thoroughfare Correct. that they didn't stop. Yeah. And so she had her first lesson in like location, 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 because she'll make like 20 bucks. She's six <laughs> in an hour, you know, it's amazing. So she's like so amazing. And then she decided to test it. And so I was thinking a lot about like people like Gary Vee. Didn't he like have an episode where he talked about, he was always scouting new corners. Mm-hmm. Like he had some, what did he sell? Was it baseball limited? cards, baseball cards. So he would yeah. like scout the neighborhood. But it was, yeah. And then eBay and garage sales and right. stuff. But yeah, I mean, we were just in London and we're walking through the street with all this for sale stuff. And I go, ebay central like these yeah. old cameras oh yeah. oh yeah like i'm like what are these people doing like standing here like they just go check out like of course we were there on vacation i didn't go google any of that stuff to figure out what it was i'm not in the ebay sale mode right now but now that we moved into our new house that i have more space to like you might do some ebay photography <laughs> it's uh game be on game on here but i do think like the listeners need to know like the very first step and rule is put yourself in front of either the people. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a Facebook ad, figure out where your people are. And then if you're a brick and mortar, like make sure you're looking at, well, like, for example, the clam bake festival. Is it the clam bake festival? It's, it's just the clam, clam fest. fest. No the bake. clam fest. Like the crafters there. Yeah. Your character yeah. lady, like that character lady probably has like a deposit from yeah. like 19... 19- yeah, ninety. I mean, she gets doing. repeat people every. She said she has the tons of repeat people, yeah. every yeah. year. But same I thing. think like they're all there, and that's a small. But like, I guess what I'm saying is the crafters are like, this is my opportunity to get in front of a large audience, yes. and these people know that we'll have crafts there. So people should be thinking about that in their business of like, where can you place yourself? And you're going to waste your time sometimes, but it's better to try like waste your time once and know that that's not the alleyway to go down. Whereas not trying at all is not going to get you anywhere because it's not going to inform you on anything. That is so true. Yeah. Learning what something, what doesn't work gets you far closer to your goal than not doing anything. Right. And that's why our fantastic Facebook ads guy who we won't name because we don't want you to hire him because mm-hmm. we love him so much. Secret. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway. Not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> His name's Bob. Yeah. Bob Jones. Um, so. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but he does a really great job because he will test right. the market and right. he'll test for a day and he'll spend like $5 and he'll see what performs the best and then he will drive all the sales yeah. into that one or two markets rather than blanketing the 
market with 20 yeah. different ads. So there's a hot tip for you. If you have a Facebook ads person, have them test several different places and then feed all the money with, into the places that work for yeah. a time. And just yeah, watch totally. a group of kids, you know, their marketing positioning. Watch a group of kids that talk to their parents is a good way to put it because they really market and position themselves to get what they want all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're really um, into it. What's a good book that you read recently? Well, I mean, we just recorded with Danny Shapiro and I really loved her book, Hourglass. I also really loved her book, Devotion. Another great book that I recently read... I don't remember any books that I've read <laughs> right now. You've had a lot going on. But those three, I mean, actually, yeah. I did just name three books. You um, did. And yes. oh, you know what else was a great one? Is the book Fully Alive by my friend Tyler Gage, who will also be on the podcast very shortly about his journey about how Amazonian wisdom from the Amazon, <laughs> I'm just a little tappy right now, has inspired his business success to create a multi-million dollar beverage company. What about you? Yeah. Lisa. Okay. So in the fiction realm, I read a delightful book called The 12 Lives of Samuel Hawley, oh, yeah. and that's by Hannah Tinty. And then I also read her short story series called Animal Crackers, both of which I fully enjoyed, which I thought were great. Hourglass by Danny Shapiro. I think that might have been my favorite book this year. Wow. And yeah, I definitely think that might have been my favorite book this year. And then I'm trying to get a little bit back on track with some business books. I had to, you know, I had to take a little break because yeah. I felt like my business mind was full for a while. So if anybody has any hot tips, tell us in the comments. I'd love to hear what people are reading business wise. And I'm looking more for like, I don't know, growth mindset, like growth books. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have a lot of dial in on other stuff, but like we're growing. So we are growing. I have one. We should read about it. For oh, you. tell me. Can't remember the name of it. <laughs> Not helpful. Great recommendation. <laughs> I, uh, it's in one of the boxes like... that I just brought over. <laughs> it is one of the boxes. So once, as soon as I get it, I'll get it. Dot com secrets? Nope. It was the one that Bradley told me to read. It's about taking your business from oh. zero to. Like a million and a million to 10 million, 10 million to 30 million and 30 million. To yeah. You've shared some wisdom on and that. And it was like four different, he kind of, he, this guy, Michael something has mentored all of these different types of companies as a consultant. Yeah. I and mean, then he's also built a couple of organizations that large and he's kind of shared his secrets, not his secrets, but just his philosophy and mindset behind doing all this stuff. For oh, the I listeners, good luck finding that book. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to know, send me an Instagram message when this podcast comes out, and I'll find it by. I'll know it by then. Tell them just uh, say it. Say it with your mouth. Your your Instagram handle. <laughs> oh yeah, my Instagram is Mike J Watts. I just figured everyone on here is following on Instagram. If you're not, do like follow and subscribe. at Mike J Watts. Hello. Yeah, there's a particularly adorable Watts. picture of him. Dude, at the cash my Instagram story today was Clam off Fest. the Look chain. That. Like, really? there's nobody oh, to top my Instagram. It was story the today. cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, what's Penelope the... and I had a whole thing about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did. What? Don't the... apologize then. Just own it. <laughs> Just, I'm gonna own that cut off. <laughs> mm. What is the list funnel book book that you're reading? Oh, so... <laughs> I'm so slept. So to answer now. my <laughs> question. My own question. I'm so tired. Why are we recording? It's what, 9 o'clock? It's way too late to know. be podcasting. I don't know, but it's, it's funny. It is funny. My book that I'm reading right now is Dot Com Secrets by Russell Brunson. So 
I kind of got turned on to Russell Brunson a few months ago. I haven't really followed him that much. There's some things not particularly like it took him 14 years to realize that he doesn't have to send an email out that he doesn't have to sell. Like in every single like, email, in every single email, like how long does it take 14 years to do that? And I know it's about, you know, you want to make revenue for your company, but it's also building relationships and so much more than just selling stuff. I heard him say recently, he's like, Oh, I didn't realize that you could just like send an email and not have to sell something. I was like, what? This is so funny. Cause so funny. it took me a really long time to realize that I should sell anything in my emails. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and he's gone. I think he, you know, went down that path that get he gets kicked off platforms frequently and all this, you know, it's like and gets back on. I think he was got hit by that Google slap that happened. Yeah, like three or four years ago for, you know, it's just pushing the boundaries on marketing and probably doing some stuff that are not really well thought out is a good way to put it. But anyway, his book dot com secrets and he came out with a new book called expert secrets it's pretty good. I have to say, I haven't read Expert Secrets yet. I want to read .com Secrets. I just wanted to read the book and really figure out what this guy's about. So that's good from a marketing perspective. And then also I'm reading, I'm listening to Kevin Hart's audiobook, which is freaking hilarious. Is it yeah. It's a little raw, I guess you could say. So for those of you that are sensitive to like cuss words, then don't listen to that. But the best thing is he really goes off the cuff a lot. Like I really now I want to read his book as I'm listening to it to be like how much ad libbing is actually happening here because it's Wait, did like, he really write that? No, Neil Strauss wrote it because it's partnered with Neil Strauss. Got so it. Neil Strauss wrote the book with Kevin Hart. But it's amazing to hear his story and like he was just a dude working at a shoe store and his coworkers and he showed this really enlightening point. That was fascinating that I'll share with you guys. This kid grew up like sleeping in a hallway, you know, with his brother on bunk beds. Like this is where they grew up really, really poor. And his mom worked four jobs to just put him and his brother and all this stuff. And his dad was a, oh my God, the stories of his father are insane. But basically he was working at a shoe store and his friends at the shoe store were just like, you're hilarious. You should go and try to be a comedian. He's like, okay. So he went to an amateur night one night and the guy or the guy went to this comedian place right down the street and was like, come amateur night Thursday. He won his first time out, won six in a row. Wow. wow. So then he was winning and these people started noticing it was good and good and good. So he kept doing more and more shows and the guys that were leading, this was like his mentor decided to pick him and take him to different cities to go do all these comedy clubs. And then he went back. So he was having a lot of success as an amateur and comedian. So then he went back to his shoe store gig and it's like I have to make a decision I have to either continue to like move up the ladder in the shoe store chain which is what he was doing or go full all blown in a comedian and he decided he's like I'm gonna quit the shoe store and go to become a full-time comedian go this route and then every bit the shoe store was like you're gonna fail why would you do that why are you giving away this good job here at the shoe store so he's like it's amazing that the people that told me that actually are the reason that I'm a comedian and had so much success are also the ones that were trying to stop me from taking chances and to and hold me back Jeez, you know that's so, interesting. so it's a that really it's he, and he was like you just have to really go with your gut on your decisions to know that you are doing the right thing that's for you and in that moment doesn't mean that I was financially squared away because I wasn't, you know, I was still living almost gig to gig and just hoping to win, but things were working out. And he's like, my mom actually supported me by the, which is a hilarious story. 
because his mom was like, I'm going to support you while you're getting your career off because I really believe this is the right thing for you to do. And she's like, I'll pay for your rent for a while. And it wasn't very much. It was like, I don't know, like $200 or something. And every month I'll pay for your rent. And his rent, he missed his rent payments. And he'd be like, Mom, where's my rent? She'd be like, read the Bible. Did you open the Bible? Or did you read the Bible, Kevin? And he's like, no, Mom. And then like three months later, he was almost getting kicked out of his apartment because he wasn't paying his rent. And he's like, Mom, I need my rent. What's going on here? She's like, did you open the Bible, Kevin? No. Yes, I opened the Bible, Mom. And she goes, no, you didn't. Open the Bible, Kevin. He's like, all right. So he went home and he was like, all right, well, screw it. Like, what else do I got to do? Open the Bible and all, every single rent check for a year <gasps> fell out. Oh, and it was all postmarked. It was paid, you know, it was, had the first of the month of every oh, month for a year. Story. And it was like, here's all your checks. And it was just like, it was so funny because he was like telling a story. But anyway, that was not, that was a whole was long amazing. story of, but I just thought it was really an interesting place for Kevin Hart because he was in how he became the start of his comedic journey. So his audiobook is amazing and it keeps leading down there. So that was one of my favorite books. Well, I think too, I'll just say this because it applies. Like he was winning these contests and that is a, he was totally in the flow. He was being essentially encouraged by, if we're going to get a little woo woo here by the universe, like the universe was saying yes to his endeavors. And like, he kept following that. And I think people have to understand too, like when you go down a road if you're getting supported, you might not be financially squared away, but like things are happening, momentum's picking up, you're being supported. That's a yes. Keep going. Have confidence. But mm-hmm. if you get keep hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, you may want to tweak your... I, want to tweak your- <laughs> I think that's very sage advice. True. Awesome. So that's yeah. my business advice after that story. So thanks. So thanks, what are you grateful guys. for? Yeah, let's end let's with a round of gratitude right and now. then let these poor guys go home. <laughs> <laughs> I am grateful for being in our new house. It's very exciting to be here. And this is our first podcast recording in the new house. Mm-hmm. How about you, With Alicia? our first guest ever. With our first guest. It's full circle. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for this podcast. It's such a treat always to be on with you guys. Lisa like, was a big reason actually why we bought the... Well, it was one of the yeah. reasons we bought this home. Yeah. Because we were in the process of... We, we were in the decision. It came down to a decision of we had... Either at a buy our land because we got our pricing for the house that we actually designed. We actually designed. If anybody needs house plans, we will sell them. <laughs> They're beautiful. Very reasonably they priced. Really are They're already ready to go. All you have to do is dig a hole and start building your house. And yeah, we were doing that. And then we looked at this house that we're in now, which was the Builder Spec House in the same neighborhood right on the corner. And she like walked through it and she's like, just get by the Spec House. Like, like, what are you guys buy doing? Buy the Spec House. No contest. Done. So decision really, made. You know, it, it was, was great. great to have really solid input on that as well. And we knew what was the right thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. So thanks, Lisa. You're welcome. Yeah. So it's only glad, fitting that glad you're Glad to be of help. It is. Yeah. yeah. I'm grateful for my day with Penelope. That was really, it was a good time. You know, we had a good time together today. And I'm grateful for, yeah, just this. I'm grateful for Kate because a long time ago we started a journey together. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but relatively. Mm-hmm. And we've come a long way, you know, from living out of your Prius. We have come a long way from living out of my <laughs> Prius. Being one hundred and fifty to one hundred sixty thousand dollars in debt between the two of us, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we did good job. <laughs> we did do good. Honey. Love you. I love you too. Thanks. Yeah, that was a high five. That was a good one. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like what oh. do we do now now we just say we just say um <laughs> subscribe on itunes oh well, we can go where can people oh, find out yeah, about where you, can Alicia? people find you lisa you can find me on instagram lisa mm-hmm. morelli we do fun stuff over there lisa rocks the instagram i love the instagram it's do you want to spell that for people l-i-c-i-a-m-o-r-e-l-l-i Alicia Morelli. Remember when, I had to spell, remember when I had to spell it on the first one? Yes. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it's like a spelling bee. And I always well, I always take that from Tim Ferriss because he's always spelled everything No, it's everything actually out. really smart yeah, right. because you can't assume people understood mm. you. And then, you know, the Logan Paul, the crazy dude, this 22-year-old crazy YouTube star that's blowing up. Since December, he has 8 million subscribers on his YouTube channel. It's insane. But he is always be plugging. He says he plugs at everything. Always be plugging. Yeah. Instead of ABC, ABP. Yeah. I love that. So in the spirit of always be plugging, please go to iTunes and subscribe to the show. This was an unusual episode. Most of them have specific topics. This was more of a riff, a spontaneous. This was our first ever spontaneous podcast episode. This was like our random show. So thanks for listening. Subscribe. Leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.